Start things off with the Sunday night game, Ravens and Steelers. One of the best rivalries in the NFL, in my opinion, the very best whenever these two teams get together. This line continues to drop. Now that it's pretty much finalized that Huntley is going to start for the Ravens this week yet again, they are two-point favorites at home against the Steelers, and the total is 35. Does does this feel like the rivalry to you, though? Because this... Like, I know it is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, but this does not feel like those those classic, you know, January no, games yeah. where it's cold, it's Flacco, it's Roethlisberger, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo. Like it, no, because the, these two teams usually this point of the year, are like they're both 12 and four, 11 right. and five. And this year, Pittsburgh likely not going to make the playoffs. The Ravens are, but the way they've been playing, nobody's really thinking they can make a run. So I definitely agree. It doesn't have the same flair as what it usually does. But yet there still is that underlying element of Baltimore could be the team that ruins one of, I think, the the craziest streaks in NFL history of Mike Tomlin never having a losing season. They yeah. beat Pittsburgh, and the hope of 9-8 and eight is off the table. Yep, that's right. That's right. It, it is crazy, Denton. And the spread, as I, I said, I saw this open up at six at one point, maybe because it, they thought Lamar oh, was playing. Yeah. And, and then it was at three and a half. Then it was three, two and a half. Now it's at two. Who knows if this keeps dropping. The Steelers, see, what's fascinating about this game is the Steelers could go into this game very well knowing that they're already out of the playoffs. Yeah. But because of the Tomlin thing that you alluded to, because of the passing of Franco Harris, what a proud organization that is. Regardless, I think you're going to get the Steelers' best effort in this game. Kenny Pickett wants to continue to get better. They want to build for next season and continue to try and get him to grow as a quarterback. Plus, it's the Ravens, and whenever they get together, they always want to beat each other, regardless of what the records are. With that being said, though, I do like the Ravens in this game on the money line for what you said. It just... If there's any team that's going to end that Tomlin streak, it's got to be the Ravens. It has to be the Ravens. I'm, be. I'm taking them to to lay the two. Uh, I think I think they do that. I'd, it it really does come down to you can take away all of the rivalry stuff, and I know that does play a factor. But if you're just putting eleven versus eleven, I think Baltimore is just a better team all around. I think their offensive weapons are subpar. Uh, because for whatever reason, they just don't believe in signing wide receivers to help their quarterback out. I don't know why, but I, I think the Ravens are a better team, so I think the better team wins. The bet, Denton, <laughs> this might be my favorite bet of Week 17, and I would hammer this into oblivion. Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals made, minus 110. That's it. I mean, for the max. Two, for the max. Two field goals for a Ravens team that can't score in a Ravens-Steelers game that, that's Sunday always night. close. That's I mean, always close. Come on. Come I, on. I can't believe they're giving us one and a half at minus 110. Like, what do they think's going to happen? Have they watched the Ravens' red zone offense? I know. They think they're magically going to score? Do they know who the offensive coordinator do, is? I, mean, I don't even know who they're... Nick, who's the <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Ravens? I think it's Greg Roman. Greg Roman. That sounds, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I just... I mean, look. Tucker for one and a half field goals made at minus 110? Are you kidding me? Oh, Hammer it. people. Hammer it. Please. Even if you want to take his kicking points, six and a half, too, at minus 110. Because I do think the Ravens find the end zone once, but I think they're going to kick about three field goals as well. So, oh my God, just Tucker kicking props, people. That's how you take that game. Also, the Steelers teaser leg plus eight is the absolute b- best teaser leg maybe of the entire year. 
if the Ravens win, it's going to be one score. Like, it's just going to be. That's not a team that blows teams out. No, and this isn't a, rival- this isn't a rivalry with blowouts. They're always. No. I think five of the last six Ravens games, Steelers games, have been decided by three points. Or like, that's all they do They're is play close They're slobberknockers, as Jim Ross says. The slobberknockers. Yes, they are. They are close. This one might not be a slobberknocker, though, Denton. The Chargers and the Rams, the Battle of L.A., the Chargers are laying six and a half at home, technically, even though SoFi is the home to both. <laughs> and uh, the over-under in this game is 42. You know what I've always wondered? I guess when the Jets and Giants play, and now that we have this version of Rams and Chargers, they're both in Los Angeles, do you even account for a home field when you're like setting the lines? I mean, do you account for a home field when you're either of these teams anyway? No, I, I mean, don't. They just know. Yeah. Like so, your logo's there, I guess. Yeah. Cool. But my question is, if this was flipped and the Rams were the home team in this game, would the Chargers still be six and a half point favorites on the road? Maybe five and a half? Six? Yeah, maybe five and, five a, half. and a half. Yeah, just to, to adjust it a little sure. bit. Because yeah. the, the end zones are painted differently. End so zones are painted differently. Point. Get a different locker room. You yeah. Know, certain I vibes. Mean, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think this game is going to be a blowout, though. Like, I, I am surprised by the six and a half line because it does not feel like the Chargers win big no and baker with the rams they've been playing people pretty tough right now i don't know i don't think the rams are gonna score 50 here who no. <laughs> I, I, I would not i, I would I don't not think say so bet that one but I, I do think this is close solely because the chargers have this weird innate ability to not put teams away i think that was their biggest achilles heel last season and it cost them dearly now they've clinched the postseason so they're feeling a little bit better but uh, I think they. I think this game is a lot closer than people are going to think. So I would take the Rams to cover the six and a half here, and I, I would. I would lay the over though. The, the forty three seems a little small for these two teams, so I would take the over. But I think the better of the two bets is that the Rams cover the six and a half. I would probably buy it up to seven and take the Rams, but I'm there with you. Chargers don't blow anybody out, and, and Baker and the Rams have been playing good. They're still continuing to fight and, and play good football. And the Chargers, you know, Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert just clinched their first playoff berth. Probably going to be some emotional letdown. You're, you're really not playing for anything other than seeding. Now, the seeding is important it is. because you want to get the five seed so you can get the AFC South winner as opposed to getting the six seed where you either got to play the Bengals most likely or maybe you get the Chiefs or the Bills. And the Chargers want redemption because they played Jacksonville early in the season. Yes, they did. It did not go well, 38-10. to 10. Correct. And they just played Tennessee a couple weeks ago and had to win that game on a last-second field goal. So, uh, you know, they definitely do have a lot to play for because of the seeding aspect. But in terms of the stress of trying to make the playoffs, they don't have to. You could call the game differently in certain situations, while the Rams obviously have absolutely nothing to play for. They're just going out there trying to compete. So I, I'm agree. I would buy the Rams up to seven, and I would take them at the plus seven. And then Denton, the final game, Jets and Seahawks. And, and this is a big game for both of these teams. It's really an elimination game for whoever loses. Jets minus one and a half on the road. Total is 42 and a half. Mike White is going to get the start. Mike effing White, baby. Mike effing White. I don't know what to do in this game. I have bet the Jets back-to-back weeks at home against the Lions and the Jags. Did not go well for me. The toughest thing to do in gambling is continue to go back to the well by a team (laughs) you have gotten burned by. And I feel like the Jets are the right side with how they've looked the past couple weeks. In fact, they're traveling across the country, playing Seattle, one of the best home fields in football, they're favored in that game. 
oh, you know, and Mike White, like, yeah, he's, he's a better quarterback than Wilson, but they're really not winning games under him. They beat the Bears when the Bears started, like, Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman and all that. Couldn't beat the Vikings. Couldn't beat the Bills. Uh, you know, it's just, I, I just, I get worried that. He's just more aesthetically pleasing. No doubt. Like, he throws the ball. No, and his teammates obviously respond much better to him. They actually like him. Right. Other than Zach, <laughs> yeah. who they do not like. That is helpful. But it's also on the same breath. I mean, it's tough to back Seattle at this point. Like, Seattle was such a great story to start the season, and now they're starting to slide in a big way. They've had some big games these past couple weeks against the Chiefs. Couldn't cover that 10. Couldn't cover the plus three against San Francisco. Couldn't beat the Panthers at home. Couldn't beat the Raiders at home. You know, when we think Seattle, we think of such as great home field advantage. And recently, it just hasn't been getting it done at home. What did Geno Smith say at the beginning of the season when they played Denver and it was on Monday Night Football? It was the famous yeah. the famous post-game interview. said, they tried to write me off, but I ain't write back. That's right. I think he wrote back. Because what, what, what have we seen from Geno? Like, he, this guy at one point, this guy in November mm-hmm. was an MVP candidate. Geno Smith. And now Seattle's looks like they're completely fallen off. I mean, I I think the the story in the beginning of the season of redemption for a guy that a lot of people liked, that they saw what happened in New York and how sour that went. And I don't think he was at fault for a lot of that. They got caught up in the redemption story and it was fun for a little bit, but the Seattle team is just not built to win. Yeah. I mean, they have offensive skill around him, but they're just not built to win defensively. They're not great. I, I can't get on board with Seattle. I love Kenneth Walker. I think if he did not get too. hurt, he's in the front runner for the offensive rookie of the year. But the way that the Seattle team is built, I don't think they're built to win now. I think they were just ahead of everybody's expectations. And I don't think that Geno Smith is is the guy that is going to get them back to the promised land as fun as that story was. So I'm I'm rolling with the Jets here to cover the one and a half. I do I think the under is probably the best play in this one because mm. I'm not anticipating a lot of points, but I like the Jets in this one. You know, this is going to be a matchup of probably the two best young cornerbacks in football. Sauce Gardner for the Jets, Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks. Seattle killed it in their draft. We've talked about the Jets draft and how great that was, and it was. Seattle, though, getting Woolen, getting those two tackles that they got. Kenneth Walker is going to be a stud running back. Uh, you know, they really just have to figure out what they want to do at quarterback. Geno's looked great at times. I don't know if he's the guy moving forward. He's your bridge. Yeah, like, do you go after a Derek Carr? Do do you, uh, I do, mean, do you maybe draft somebody? You draft somebody, but it, it, then it's the question of, uh, how many true first round talents are there? Like, do you go for CJ Stroud? I, I don't know if I'd go for CJ Stroud. I don't know if he's gonna last. I that. mean, maybe. Oh, but they do have a. Uh, oh, they have Denver's pick. Hey, hey, they got Drew Locke. They do have. Drew. They, they got Drew they Locke. Got Where's Drew Locke Lock at? You know what? They do. They have Denver's pick. So Seattle actually definitely could be in the QB market. And if if Bryce Young slides, I don't think he will. I think he's, he's not, going to yeah. Houston. They could get a Stroud, or they could get a Levis, or. Look, I trust that organization, that front office, John Schneider. I mean, they know what they're doing. So if they like somebody, good enough for me. You're riding with the Jets, though. You like the under. 42 and a half is your play. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know what I want to do in this game, Denton. I really, really don't. I think if you had to make me choose, I'd choose the Jets. But I don't love it. I think I was saying on the show yesterday, I do a pool every week where I pick against the spread in every game, and I have to rank in confidence. 1 to 16, 16 being my most confident, 1 being my least. I think this game's like my 1 to 2. You're one, one or to two. two. Point. Wait, I what's, just, what's your most? 
16. My 16 pointer this week was the Steelers were three and a half in that pool. Oh, so you got them at three and a half. With the hook. That's the 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 play. play. That was the play with that one. Denver against Kansas City was high up there. Um, The Bears against the Lions was high up there. I really don't love the board all all that much this week. I'm going to hammer that Tucker prop. I like Brian Robinson rushing prop this week. I'm going to play that Packers and uh, 49er or Packers and Bucks, excuse me, money line parlay. My favorite play of the week, honestly, might be the under in Bills and Bengals, 49 and a half. Yeah. The fact that those two teams with those two quarterbacks, we have a total under 50. Like, don't you think that's telling? It is, yeah, there, there's something there. You can smell right? it a little don't bit, you right? Think? Yeah. And the Chiefs, who have played both these teams this season, the Bengals and the Bills, when everybody was betting the overs in those games, they both went under. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just feels like, you know, I, I just Monday night, prime time, everybody's so excited. They're going to want to bet the over. They're going to want to root for points. But the fact that that spread with those two teams is not even at 50. Yeah, both, t- te- both teams have strong defenses. They do. I mean, and Buffalo, they adjust in the second half both right. really well. Buffalo are really strong defense. I think Cincinnati is a quietly strong defense. I agree. 